0: Welcome to the October 6th edition of the PFF forecast. It is Wednesday night. We're doing this a little later, and we're doing this uh, from home because, you know, fates are trying to keep us from recording the podcast. We will not let that happen. No. Hell or high water, whether you have been struck by a volleyball or fought a bear, uh, we will overcome. And that's what we're doing. So this is going to be the regular Wednesday night edition. We're going to go through the slate. Talk about our favorite bets, pick our lock of the week, Uh, try and get a little streak going on the positive side. Let's rock. Um, I need to tell the people that we came on this show, hopped on Zoom, and you said something to me that was sports-related that I legitimately had no idea what you were talking about, and it turned out that you were reveling in your WNBA butts. So congratulations. I'm proud of you.
1: James Wade and the Chicago Sky, which if you've listened to me on Twitter at all, I've denounced for their melting down, Um, and they did have a meltdown session at one point um today but they are going to they did defeat the connecticut sun the favorite the six seed being one seed and i always thought the connecticut sun were fake so i i bought a lot of basically every single other team in the league in their mm. futures market and so i was sweating bullets here but now um we have uh, a fairly uh solid space and i am even watching this baseball game george because no, no. in the preseason i got your your, because I'm a fan of Gabe Kapler. I got That's your true. San Francisco Giants like sixty to one to win the World Series, and it's like a two. It'll be like two and a half grand if they win, so and uh, and I'm, I'm s- hoping the Dodgers lose to the Cardinals here because yep. the Dodgers are like one game short of the Giants. Like Giants are the best record in Major League Baseball. I am, but glad. the Dodgers are their best opponent, and if they lose in the wild card round, you know what are me. The, here.
0: My only question to you is like. I guess I have to get some residual from the Giants, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm from San Francisco Bay Area. So I'm looking I'm, now I'm rooting. Gabe for
1: Kapler in like the in all the good ways is a lot like you. You know, <laughs> um, good fit, ways. good looking, you know, you know, ha- has a good head on his shoulders. Thanks. You know very same like, sandy, like the, the connection is real, I think.
0: Um okay. Uh that's a nice transition uh into football. Wait, actually, one more question for you. When you bet WNBA, you have a model that you're using, right?
1: Yeah. Um, now, though, it's like, so So the the thing is, is so I have a model for, for CFL and WNBA, and we do spit out numbers, um, and we do normally go with it. It's so non-stationary, though, that we'll oftentimes, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of hedging that goes on in the WNBA because we bet a lot of futures. Mm. So that's also part of it. Um, but, yeah, like, I wouldn't like I have and I have a model for and Paul Carey, you know, one of our coworkers, you know, for shots in the NHL. That, that's as far as I go um, in, in, outside of football. So, um, yeah, it's fun.
0: All righty. Um, if you want to <laughs> learn more about WNBA betting, you can follow uh, Eric on Twitter. Let's go into the games here. I, I would like to talk about the Thursday night game first. Um, we talked about it on Sunday. And it's one of the best matchups, another NFC West matchup, Rams going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Um, The Rams are, interestingly, after a pretty substantial loss to the Cardinals, our ninth uh, power rank team. I know a lot of places had them first last week. You know, basically every pundit you listen to picks the team that had the most impressive win that is in their top 10 and vaults them to number one. Um, Seahawks had a pretty handy win over the uh, 49ers, they're our 11th power ranked team. So these feel like fairly close teams, even though I think the market probably still views the Rams as significantly better. And the Seahawks are at home a two and a half point underdog. My gut on Sunday was this is a great spot to take the Rams. I kind of still f- feel that way. I don't know that it's my lock of the week, you know, hopeful. But I'm curious now, having thought about this for a few days, where you're at.
1: Yeah, we took minus one and a half on the show the other day. Um, it's now minus two and a half. I think, you know, obviously that two isn't worth that much. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I do think the Rams come out and win this football game. I think Seattle is going to be overmatched from a tactical perspective. Um, you know, Seattle running LA's offense is also probably a good thing. For the Rams to have on a short on a short week, um, Seattle's home field advantage though, like obviously, is a thing. Um, although they lost uh, their only home game so far this year, the the first home loss uh, in the in the history of the you know, Pete Carroll era uh, on on their opening home game. Um, the thing I think to be a little wary of is both of these quarterbacks. So the 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 thing I kind of want to make a case for is the under fifty four and a half because Please. I think. Both of these quarterbacks have over a hundred passer rating when pressured. Matthew Stafford's mm-hmm. 120.1, Russell Wilson's 105.6. Um, I think there's a combined one turnover worthy play among these two guys through two ga- or through four games. Um, but both teams like to both teams are negative EV running the ball, and the Rams are actually worse than Seattle doing so. The Seattle Seahawks have a lot of injury guys, right? So Carson, um, Eskridge, uh, Everett are all, you know, Posick, Penny are all like offensive players that are hurt for this game. Um, So I think if I were to make a bet, I probably would go under at this point, but I do like the fact that we have LA minus one and a half early, early Mm -hmm. betting.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So I have just a fundamental problem with taking the under when you have Russell Wilson on one side, and he's an underdog at home. Like, Mm -hmm. I. you can just see this game playing out where, you know, the Rams can come out tactically, have a scheme that just eats up the Seahawks, and then Russell Wilson in prime time is going to pull some crazy shit out of his ass. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, it's going to end up, you know, you're going to feel great about the under the entire way through, and then all of a sudden it's going to be gone. I I am... I am interested in your thoughts on Seattle as a teaser leg because of what I just said.
1: Yeah. I mean, I yeah, know if you like the, the under, the, te- the teaser yeah. leg is a good one, right? Like, because you can get it all the way up to eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets you through the three. That gets you through the seven. I know teasers are becoming – I don't know. Did you see my tweet? I thought it was a great tweet, but, but mm. it might have missed you. So I was Probably. looking at John John Stewart's new podcast. And yeah. the first uh, podcast title was the problem with teasers. And so I tweeted and I said, it's really <laughs> good that Jon Stewart's getting in the gambling space because like, I feel like te- teasers are being used too much now. Like, uh-huh. you know, every tout in the world is like, Hey, tease Washington out to 17.5 yeah. Yeah. and, and tease, you know, and it's like, no, like find low totals or totals you think are going to be low and find two and a half and tease it up to eight and a half and just don't ask any questions. That's the only one that works. And, yeah. and you get that here because we like under last season, there were three matches between these two teams. Um, the first one uh, score, all, all of them were lined in the fifties total, I believe um, the first one, 39 points. The second one was 29 points and the third one was 50 and 50 in large part in that playoff game. Um, was because of, of of late Russell Wilson stuff, mm-hmm. right? You had uh, 17 fourth quarter points. That, act, that total actually was 42 and a half, I'm sorry, because of uh, you know all the stuff we were talking about. Now we're talking about 54 and a half. Um, Seattle has gone under in their games, in three out of four games, um, including games where they couldn't stop anybody. Like it went under mm-hmm. in the Minnesota game, and that was because of them. Uh, it went under... In the San Francisco game, um, and that game just played under the whole time. It went under in the in the Indianapolis game, in a game where they I'll play the Indianapolis substantially. Um so I, I kind of like to me, if you like that, but you're inclined to bet Seattle, take them on a teaser leg. There's a number of other teaser legs that are good this week.
0: That you compare you, with. you um you mentioned seeing bad teasers out there. I saw um, an esteemed podcast host um, who may or may not have a very, very famous podcast on a podcast network that rhymes with Dinger, who teased through zero. Um, It was actually the Rams, I believe, teased from like plus four or minus four to plus two. And I was like... Which is
1: what the fuck are you
0: doing? I was so... Now... But here's the thing, I don't want to get like all on my high horse about it. I just want people to understand why that's a bad idea. The when you when you tease, when you pick up those points, think about each point as a potential outcome in the game, and whether or not there are a lot of games that could land on that number because essentially what you're doing is those games are going from a loss to a win for you, and you need those to happen enough times that it makes sense for you to take on that extra, amount of juice that the, um, that the sportsbook is going to give you. So if you're teasing through zero, that means that that point zero counts as one of the six that you pick up. Now ask yourself how many games end with a differential of zero? And that should be pretty clear to you that you don't want to tease through zero. The numbers that you want to tease through are three and seven, and that's why two and a half or seven and a half if you're teasing the favorite down are so valuable. Um, so like, just be on the lookout for it. Be keen, you know, don't, don't. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's the fact. I mean, and look, like, let's say just as a heuristic, like the points between two, three, sorry, two, one, zero, one, and two, even if you do three and three, it's still like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, essentially what you're doing, cause, cause you're going to get a push, like if it's a plus, let's say you're minus three and a half, you want to tease it all the way out to plus three, right? That that'll get you there. You don't get that three, right? Cause that's going to be a push. And then you're sitting there hoping that your other teased leg hits so that you get your money back. Right. But then like assume, okay, so let's be generous here and give 9% to three, which is, is a little bit high. And then like basically one percentage point to even zero right so those other five points you get 14 points right for a minus 120 teaser you need for 14 percentage points for a minus 120 teaser you need both sides to be 70 74 so if you take 74 and you're only getting 14 that means the original side you liked was a 60 percent bet which means you have an eight you know, seven and a half percent edge on the sports book. Just mm-hmm. bet that. Just bet that. Right? Like that's just what you want to do. And, and the, the reason why you tease through three and seven is because the numbers in between, you know, from three to eight uh are, are worth almost that or worth that much. And then you add a little handicapping to it, which is like we like the under, so the points are going more condensed. We like that side, but maybe not enough. And then this is really the only reason you tease a side in the case like if you're limited at the sports book, so let's say a sports book will only take like, you know, a certain, a certain amount on each side for you and you still want to get more down. Then that's a reason to tease is like when you are literally limited by how much you can bet. Most people are not limited by how much you can bet because you're betting 50 to $200 a game or whatever. In that case, just bet your highest bet on the side that you like in that, in that situation.
0: Amen. Okay, I have a bunch that I like, but I'll let you take me to the next game.
1: Okay, I, I uh, liked a few this week. I was very selective. I went oh, and bet a few of these uh, at legal places in Indiana wow. this week. Kudos. Um, this is one where I that's want... Why,
0: that's why we have to do this remotely. You had to take a day to go to the sports book.
1: No, I, I, it was a different day. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I like this one because you are... You are selling a team at their high, well, at a high, and you're buying a team at a low, much like we did last week with uh, we talked about Chicago. I like New Orleans laying two in Washington. Um, Washington, a, a really good comeback win against the Falcons. Um, Taylor Heineke has looked you know, okay you know, for him. Um, and the Saints, of course, melted down at home against the Giants and lost a hmm. game. I think the Giants are a little bit better than uh, the narrative suggests. So losing to them is not as bad necessarily um, as previously suggested. And Washington beat the Falcons, which
0: barely. Made, yeah, exactly. Add that, and, please. Barely beat the Falcons and allowed Matt Ryan to have by far his best game of the season. I mean, Matt Ryan, it was like kind of scary the way that he was playing quarterback like he'd fallen off a cliff i was getting <laughs> i was having people tweet at me like hey buddy remember when you said that matt ryan has been better than ryan Tannehill this this year and i was like yeah i feel like an idiot um but here here's why so we talked about this on sunday too and what i want to point out about this game and by the way on sunday it was two and a half and now it's two so I haven't really seen significant movement there. But what I have seen is that the Washington football team is banged up. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Allen, questionable. Curtis Samuel, questionable. Brandon Scherf, out. Ioannidis, questionable. J.D. McKissick, questionable. Antonio Gibson, questionable. And then Taylor Heineke, his grade is a 58.8. That's questionable. More turnover-worthy plays than big-time throws. I love The Saints having an entire week of Sean Payton reminding them that they lost to Daniel Jones without any receivers. Um, This is this is this was one of my favorite bets.
1: Okay, good. So we're on the same page. I have I like that one um, very much, and so I'm glad you're on. Jameis Winston last week had a 90 quarterback rating, or sorry, a 90 PFF grade passing. Um, You know, on the season. He has a 20, 127 passer rating when, when clean um, and less than 4% turnover-worthy play, which is less than what Heineke has, um, and 6% big-time throw. No no targets to Camara last week. I think that that has to change at this point.
0: You would, you would sure hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean— yes. Like, if they're saying anything in that meeting room this week, it's got to be Sean Payton pointing out that Alvin Kamara is the only good offensive player that they have, and that maybe they should leverage him. Um, By the way, all of the um, information and analysis that we leverage can literally be at your fingertips uh, with a PFF subscription uh, at pff.com. There are two subscriptions. The first one is an Edge subscription, which gives you all of the content, so that includes our... Best bets and all of the opening line, uh, opening lines for uh, the upcoming week. That we stay up till four in the morning. You were up at, <laughs> you were up till four thirty in the morning, finishing that article this week. Um, plus all of the fantasy tools, projections, rankings, um, all of that great stuff. Just ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Uh, plus the zero one hundred grades for every single player, or an elite subscription, which gets you the tools that we use. Um, PFF Line, which has all the spread, money line, total predictions, plus the props tool, which, as you know, is my favorite tool on the planet. The DFS Optimizer um, for you to figure out how to play some DFS. And week-by-week grading. A little more expensive, but it's definitely worth your while. So go to pff.com and um, get your hands on some of that. I want to make sure everyone is well aware. Okay. Um, I would like to pivot from a spread to... A total. And I'm very excited to finally be able to talk about a Jets game without thinking (laughs) about taking them against the spread. That was just way too much for me to handle. They're playing the Falcons in Atlanta. And the total on this game is 46. And I think what we can take advantage of here is both teams suck, but the Jets faced such a hard schedule early on of defenses that I think their offense is still being underrated now we have it as the 27th best offense in our power rankings and we still like the over and i think that offense while maybe it's not fundamentally sound is going to struggle against good opponents it is certainly an offense capable of playing well against bad opponents zach wilson a relatively high big time throw percentage at over four percent but a very high turnover worthy play percentage that to me spells points. I liked what the Falcons did um, offensively last week against the Washington Football Team. So over forty six is um, a bet that I really like.
1: It, it, yes, and that is that's the one I thought about. the The obvious thing is like part of the, and again, I don't want to get called for tone here, but the part of the mm-hmm. defense doesn't matter mantra is that you know when I look at some of these efficiencies the falcons minus 0.28 uh rushing epa jets minus 0.2 rushing epa Mm -hmm. like there's only so much a bad defense can do to help that shit out you know true and like the jets are minus you know a third of an epa per play passing the ball atlanta's negative there still um that would be my only pause is that like i know both of these defenses are bad and we'll we'll see you know, improvement there, the question is, is just how much, right? Like, mm-hmm. if this game, like, dive, dive, divulges into, like, what the, um, you know, the uh, Falcons-Eagles was an opening day, and it lands, like, 41, and one team wins, like, 33-8 or some bullshit like that, then I think we're both going to be tilted. There there was one thing, our friend Drew Dinsick, who is on the Deep Dive podcast, we've both been on that show and um, does some stuff for NBC Sports Edge, he did notice that there is a – uh, an over bias in these london games and, mm-hmm. and so that might be something to think about um it is a standalone game it is you know so you know from an entertainment standpoint it might be something worth worth betting i will be putting something on the jets money line here uh, as a hedge uh, <coughs> against i mean it's all for the, the falcon brand. all the yeah. falcons overs i have right for the brand. <laughs> like yeah and for the brand too
0: um you, have, you are you were contractually obligated to <laughs> to bet on, to, to, on the Jets feel, every single to, to feel pain on the Jets. We right back to uh, the lock of the week debate in just a second. But if you were looking for a great place to bet the lock of the week, I have the place for you. It's uh, a friend of ours called DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook. I was just the there, official. George. It's right there. The official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And here's the deal: you use promo code PFF, just one dollar. All you have to do is just bet one dollar on an NFL game and win $100 of free bets if either team scores a point. Basically what they're doing is they're giving you $100 of free bets. So go take that free money, baby, and then go spend it on some great player props or... The te- you know teasers we talk about maybe there's a lot of overs on the board go make an app in a DraftKings sportsbook download the DraftKings sportsbook app right now you must be 21 or older new jersey indiana pennsylvania only new customers are the ones that are eligible minimum five dollar deposit one dollar wage required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details if you have a gaming problem call 1-800-GAMBLER also you're going to do something like gambling you're going to win a little money protect that money help it grow do so with our friends, sponsor of this wonderful podcast, Western and Southern Financial Group. doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, you could be buying your first home. If so, maybe follow Eric on Twitter. He'll help you out with that. Planning to Start mm-hmm. a Family. Also, follow Eric on Twitter. He'll help you with that. I'm um, wondering how to make money. I went to ballet brother. today, guys. That, exactly. Hey, that That's part why of what it's like. The grit and determination of this man, I'm telling you, he couldn't do it without the Western and Southern playbook for financial satisfaction. That's what they're going to give you so go to western southern uh, sorry western southern.com pff and find out how to make your money work for you last but not least our good friends at manscaped um, i tell you guys this every single freaking week and if you're still waiting and you're still growing it out don't don't be that person christmas is coming very very soon actually halloween is almost here if you're going to wear a halloween costume eric and you're not going to take care of yourself. Just saying, go make it happen. The lawnmower yeah. 4.0. Um, it's not a, a good costume ago. to be
1: wearing, right? No, not <laughs> that's not, costume. not the costume.
0: That is not the costume you want to rock. Um, but they have really upgraded this version. I've told people about it a couple times. Battery life way better, light way better. Played is sharper, but also safer. Um, definitely feels uh, like there's no way I could cut myself with it. So um, I use it. I wouldn't use it if I didn't think it was great. You get 20% off with promo code PFF at manscaped.com. Go get yourself in shape. And now, back to the games. <laughs> here's here's <laughs> one I like.
1: Okay, and I, I'm with you on totals. I'm going to go with the total that's in the 40s as well, just barely. Uh, your Minnesota Vikings at home mm. in U.S. Bank Stadium, their third game in their three-game road trip. They are laying nine against the Detroit Lions. The number's gone up from open. I believe it was seven and a half in open. People are laying. People like Mike Zimmer against... Crappy teams against mm-hmm. the spread, and I think ninety-nine mm-hmm. percent of tickets on Minnesota money line tells you all that you need to know. However, okay, Jared Goff has been functionally okay this year, functionally uh, bad, but but watchable. One hundred and fourteen passer rating when clean, um, just two point six percent of his passes are turnover worthy, and, and we know how well Kirk Cousins has played this year. Um, Eighty-five PFF grade, one hundred twenty-three mm-hmm. passer rating um, when clean. Um, Also, 0.12 expected points added. The Vikings are are passing the ball 63% of the time, which is uh, up from normal. Um, Dalvin Cook is not getting uh, the amount of touches that he's normally used to, which is generally good for them, because if Dalvin Cook is on, he's a a threat to score, but if he's not, then they're throwing the football to much more capable, explosive players like Adam Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson. So, um, Vikings defense is low key dreadful, uh, Cameron Dantzler on the COVID-19 list this week, uh, as well as Harrison hand, Michael Pierce, who has probably been their best run defender and also a, a plus pass rusher so far for them. He's questionable. They actually think he's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, and you know, the Lions defense is just, you know, what are you going to do about that? They already got rid of Jamie Collins. Trey flowers is questionable. um, And obviously Okuda's on IR. So there's a number of things here. I think unlike the Jets, Falcons, these offenses are good enough to take advantage of bad defenses.
0: So I see where you're at. By the way, low-key, dreadful. Yeah, I don't know if low-key is the word I'd use. The Lions uh, (laughs) defense is high-key, dreadful. (laughs) But this is not my favorite over. Yeah, I, I actually like the lion side of this more than I like the over side of this. And, and my rationale for that is kind of what you were just saying, which is yeah, the Vikings defense actually isn't that good. And um, Jared Goff has been functional and this yeah. isn't a game where there's going to be rain. Um, I, I could see both teams kind of trying to see who will make their quarterback throw more first. Um, the toughness of Dan Campbell uh, versus the grit and toughness of Mike Zimmer. Um, so, like, I, I see your point, but I also think nine points, that's a lot of points for a Vikings team that isn't, you know, particularly great. They're a 24th power rank team. Like, I don't know that a 24th power-ranked team should be favored by nine against, against anybody. Yeah, I think,
1: I think the number here is reflective of Zimmer's record ATS career. Mm-hmm. Zimmer's Super. record ATS against Detroit with Kirk Cousins is five and one. The only time they didn't cover was last year on week 17 game in, in Ford field. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins is six and zero oh against the lion. I think it's all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing where I think the sharp thing to do is to bet against all that bullshit. Because like last year, middle of the season, you would have looked at Mike Zimmer's against the spread record and you would say, Mike Zimmer is a covering machine. And then what do they do? They go, zero and seven, the last seven games against the spread this year, they're two and two. Um, and, and like, I, yeah, I think, I think it's a good side. I just, you know, the hard part is, I actually don't think there's a hard part. Is Detroit, Detroit's healthy up front on offense, right? Like Sewell played the other day. He just didn't play that well. Right. Mm-hmm. Rag now, I guess is on IR. The Vikings have one player on the team that can get a pass rush. And that's Danella Hunter. And I think that's different than what we used to see where, like, I can remember betting Detroit a few times with you, and it's like, you know, they get behind, and it's like, okay, Stafford, let's backdoor this shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like Danell Hunter and Everson Griffin swarming him, Limbaugh Joseph, and it's like a yeah. fumble return. You know, th- this is a different Vikings defense. Not only are they bad in the secondary, but they're also, they have a one-trick guy. They have one player in the front four that can rush mm-hmm. the passer consistently. So if, if that's the case, you know, then maybe there's there's a case to be made. The problem I have with Detroit is that their, their weapons aren't very good, and so maybe somebody like an over-the-hill Patrick Peterson can look good in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like what you're saying. I, 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 I could be convinced about Detroit. I, I think everybody in Minnesota thinks this is a get-right game, and nothing would make me happier than that not being true, honestly.
0: Weird. I thought you were a Vikings fan. Okay, I would like to now submit to you the second half of my seattle teaser uh ticket and this is um a team that we bet on last week against the vikings in a game that i'm really proud of the reason i'm proud of it is you know every once in a while you're using pff.com and you see something and you go that just fucking makes sense shoot sorry i'm trying not to swear that just makes sense Miles Garrett going against Rashad Hill. We we're like, this is going to be a nightmare for the Vikings. The Vikings offense was a train wreck. And even the Browns with Baker Mayfield literally spraying the ball all over the field, could not throw it in the ocean, Cover the spread there. The Cleveland Browns now go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The Chargers are a one and a half point favorite. The Browns won that game against the Vikings. Kevin Stefanski is not letting them think they won that game. They played like dog shit. And I really like teasing the Browns um, to get seven and a half, mm-hmm. with the Seahawks getting eight and a half. Um, I think both those offenses are, for different reasons, functionally able to keep games close. Um, and Baker Mayfield played so bad last week that I want to, I want to buy into you know them at kind of the bottom of the offensive market.
1: I like that, and I'll I'll give you a couple other things, and I'll also give you the case for over forty six and a half. A forty six and a half is really low, mm-hmm. and with a quarterback like Herbert, and like honestly Baker, we we don't talk about his arm strength enough because he's just bad sometimes. But mm-hmm. like he has a, an absolute hose too. Um, Kenneth Murray's out, and and I know we weren't huge fans of Kenneth Murray coming out of Oklahoma, and we and I know that he hasn't been like. A world beater so far. But when a middle when a when a green dot guy, and I know he's not necessarily the green dot in that defense, but like when the middle linebacker leaves the defense, there is something to that. Um, so even though the Los Angeles Chargers look suffocating against the Raiders, very impressive Monday night, and uh mm-hmm. Brandon Saley's worth all the accolades he gets, that that's gonna be a problem, I think. Um the Browns one of the few teams in the NFL that have a higher a positive EPA running the ball, but a negative EPA throwing. Baker Mayfield, the time that I sub for you on NFL Network, I talked about how Baker Mayfield's passer rating when under pressure was going to somehow regress back to <laughs> league average. Last year at the time, it was like 28. His passer rating when pressured right now is 32.8.
0: Incredible. Passer
1: rating when clean 105. It's regressive. Um, he he's he's not throwing a ton of turnover worthy plays. He's 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 just being bad right now but not not prohibitively so you know what i mean so i I like the over and and for a lot of the same reasons you would like the browns because i don't think the 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 chargers are going to be the reason this thing goes under And, and so you're really saying okay chargers score 21 points 23 24 points can can cleveland do that too and i'm like i believe they can
0: yeah um I'm with you there. I guess, I don't know. One of the reasons that, so 46 and a half is just too low, given how well Justin Herbert and and the Chargers offense is playing. Yeah. I think that that needs to be made very clear. And, you know, the Chargers offensive line has not been fantastic, but they're certainly, they're way, way better than they have been in the past. So, um, okay. Uh, I, I'm really liking it. This is scary. I really like a lot yeah. of the different games. This All week. right. You're um, going to like
1: this one too because okay. I'm not counting that one as my pick because you were, okay. you started the game. Okay. I am going to fade all of the narratives mm-hmm. and go with your San Francisco 49ers getting yeah. five and a half and, and sprinkling some on. And I've already sprinkled on plus about 200 yeah. uh, in Arizona um, against the, the Cardinals. Um,
0: I, I need you. I need you talk to be you tempered. Off of that. I need you to be tempered in your analysis here. Like, because I look at this and I go, I love it. I love everything about it. I, I think we, we you caught the Rams off of an absolutely massive win against the Bucks, And it was a proof of game for the Cardinals. The Cardinals came out and they played really, really freaking well. But it's Cliff Kingsbury versus Kyle Shannon. So, so g- give me your analysis. But, like... Give give me the real stuff. Don't just sugarcoat this all for me. Trey well, Lance. Here's the post starting.
1: here's the pre-mortem. Here's how okay. this bet loses. Okay. Yeah. Please. Niners have some injuries, you know, sort of piling up. Kittle, mm-hmm. Williams, Norman, Grappolo. That the Norman one, obviously, with the Barrett one. Um, you know, yep. the cornerback situation for them with the wide receivers that, that Arizona can bring out there. That, to me, is the is the pre-mortem, right? It, it's the, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, how the hell did we bet on a team who has no defensive backs, or no corners, at least, against a team that can throw the ball this well to that many wide receivers, okay? Now, I personally think that Fred Warner can take some of that space away. I think some of the stuff that Murray does, Warner can mitigate a little bit of. I think they have good safety play, so it's going to be fine. And – um so that that's kind of where I'm at, but I also the reason I'm betting this game is that Arizona is similarly banged up at similar positions. So you mm-hmm. look at they're playing Antonio Hamilton, a former Chief player who could not make the Chiefs defense last year, right? Not, not and great. he's getting he's getting minutes for for the for the Cards. He's questionable with an ankle. Byron Murphy's questionable with ribs. Byron Murphy's had a good season so far, and, and has answered a lot of the questions we have about this Arizona defense. The, but the main reason is that their linebackers suck. Okay, the you know they they drafted uh, they they drafted Zayvon Collins in round one. He can't even get on the field over Jordan Hicks, a guy who they told before drafting J, uh, Zayvon Collins that they were going to bench. Like there's no chance that you're playing. He's playing, and he has a 49 run defense grade. Only worse than that at 42 run defense grade is and Isaiah Simmons, the first round pick <laughs> last season. And usually I don't care about linebackers run defense grades. Normally it doesn't matter, but against the San Francisco 49ers, it matters, right? Cause you know, Shanahan's two and two, two straight losses. I mean, he, you're getting his a shit here, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're getting a one. Yep. And I think you're going to see weight. I think you're going to see a clinic on how to put linebackers and two, like two linebackers in one gap at once and not the right gap this week. And whether it's sermon who i think has been elusive or lance who i think is going to start this game um whether it's use check on some weird stuff kittle on some weird stuff i think that the arizona defense is going to have a very difficult time stopping san francisco in this game do
0: you do you feel better about this bet because i don't think this line changes right now it's arizona minus five and a half it's i don't grown think away this... from them
1: right because we bet it at four and a half so it's gone towards arizona because yeah. of Lance news.
0: Yeah. Um, it's. I think that's the first game we've talked about on a Sunday that hasn't gotten closing line value. Correct. Um, do you feel that the movement now... I, I, the movement is fairly insignificant. You know, crossing five, whatever. But do you, do you feel better about betting this game at this number with Lance or with Garoppolo?
1: Lance. It's just the unknown. I mean, it's just the unknown. I think Lance... I mean, here's the, here's the deal. Lance, Lance is going to, if if Lance screws this game up, they're going to lose by three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And like, do I really care if they lose by three touchdowns or 10 points? If I bet plus five, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. whereas if, if the, if the Arizona Cardinals truly are outclassing the 49ers in this spot, if they outclass them with Garoppolo, the game's like, what, a seven point game and, and, like, this isn't a points bet. I'm not advising maybe, a points bet. Maybe
0: I, I could make the argument, and, and I feel very strongly that the 49ers offense is going to be better with Trey Lance. And the well, reason, and what I, go ahead. I, I'm just going to say the reason for that, especially coming off a couple of losses here for Kyle Shanahan, the run game with Trey Lance, when it is game planned, I don't. I don't know that there isn't a scarier situation to face other than like one of the GOAT quarterbacks, like other than Mahomes or Brady or Rodgers. Like, I don't know that there's a scarier offense to face than the Niners with their full complement of offensive players and Trey Lance, one of the, if not the most, you know, and I, obviously Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are, are probably ahead of him right now, but like such an athletic freak with Kyle Shanahan. Um, so well, the spot here, fantastic. The Shanahan over cliff thing, fantastic. The Cardinals just won a huge game. I, I can't remember who it was. I mean, there's like five pundits that give their their power ranks every week. The Cardinals have yeah, been number one in like seven of them, and it's all because Kyler Murray is a great fantasy player, and people just shit themselves.
1: Shoot. Yeah, and, and you know, that. I, uh, yeah, I wrote about you know the Kyler Murray thing for Peter King's column, and that, and it was it was very impressive it's not as impressive as people think though, right? He's not leading mm-hmm. the league in every category. He's not, you know, running as much. In fact, he's running less. Um, there's, the AJ green has the most targets on that team. There's a lot of yeah. fragile stuff about the Arizona Cardinals that right now are going well, but don't have to go well forever. Here's the thing. I, the Niners are two and two and mm-hmm. Garoppolo has played largely like sh- like crap. Zero big He's time throws, seven turnover worthy plays. He's been bad, and and, and they are also just they're kind of boring. When you look at it, they have 128 targets, sixty of them, seventy of them. I'm sorry, have gone towards Samuel and, and Kittle more than half, and and you know the the third and fourth uh, most targeted guys are Mohamed Sanu and Kyle Yuschik at 12. Brandon Ayuk is a first round pick for them as 11. Like nothing to the backs right nothing to the backs and it's like not like the question being like oh if jimmy g's out of the lineup they're not gonna be able to do a lot of the things that no they don't do shit anyway like (laughs) so like in fact getting trey lance in the lineup might spread this thing out a little bit make them less bad than they've been
0: yeah the the misnomer that that is that jimmy g has been playing well that that has just not been the case at all, as you pointed out. Um, so or the yeah.
1: offense has been like multiple and like, it just hasn't, it's been boring. And like, you know, you can run all over Detroit and Philly doing that. And, you know, they had some success in the second half against the Packers, but you know, like maybe Lance is, maybe the Lance is the thing that unlocks IU, or maybe Lance is the thing that makes the running backs a lot better than, you know, what we're accustomed to. Like, I don't know, but, but, at least I think he's an upgrade. Like, and 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 if he's not, then they lose by a ton, and and you you bet plus five and a half, and big deal. Like, you're not laying points with them right now. You know that's the thing. Like that that's why I think it's a good gamble.
0: I I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, let's um, let's move on to. I have one last. Um... That was my last one.
1: That was the last one I really liked. So okay,
0: I I yeah. have. I have one more that um, that I like that I want to talk about. And that is, and I know this is, this is kind of stinky. So I'm going to work up a little courage here. The Chicago Bears are going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Total is 44. Justin I thought you were Edwards, going to say the New York
1: football Giants, and I was going to say stop right there.
0: I was not going to do that to you. I'm not taking Jason Garrett after an overtime victory. Please stop. Like, um, even though that's seven against the Cowboys. Um, the Bears are playing the Raiders. Total is 44. Now, I could understand this total um, a little bit. You know, the Bears have not been an explosive offense, even with Justin Fields. They um, are running like 16 plays fewer per game uh, than, than the Raiders. But Fields, now the starter, they are playing a Raiders team that is banged up at corner. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, questionable. I mean, you saw that in that Monday night game. Like, they had no one that could cover anybody. And the Raiders are a good offense that was asleep in the first half of that game. Um, the, the Chicago Bears, Khalil Mack, questionable. Um, Akeem Hicks, questionable. You know, I think both of them, I think they're going to play, but, you know, a little banged up there. I also can't imagine thinking that David Montgomery being out is going to hurt this total. 44 is a really low total for Justin Fields, a rookie quarterback with an explosive arm, a spread of five and a half, being played on turf in Las Vegas with a Vegas team that has our seventh best offense in opponent-adjusted grading. So over 44 is my last... My last option here, for, the last gas for of the week. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I actually sort of like was trying to make a case for it. I think you can. Um, I think um, the the issue is that the offensive line for the Bears is an atrocity. Both the offensive lines are bad, right, mm-hmm. at this point. And Colt Miller's injured, uh, questionable. Um, I think Carr can overcome it. I mean, both of these guys are 8% of their throws are big-time throws right now. I mean, Fields, it's weird because it's, you know, his passer rating when pressure is 13 and a half. So that, that, that's not great um, for sure. Um, but I think both of these guys, you can bet into them. So I don't hate that at all. Um, I did not bet it yet, but I might. Um, just, you know, I, I, I'm i convinced that it's a, it's a thing to consider for sure. Um, so where are we going to go?
0: you know, I don't know that we've done a prop every single week this year and we're four or uh, three and three and one. one. I looked at the props today and I really don't know that there was any that, that I loved. Um, I could make a case for Dak Prescott over two and a half. Passing touchdowns at plus one sixty. Giants are actually
1: a good defense though. Yeah, but they're actually so. a good
0: defense. You know, I could make a case for Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams over receptions. I could really make a case, and this might be my favorite one. Travis Kelsey's gone under his reception prop every single week this this year. It was a mm-hmm. really bad game against the Eagles last year. They're playing a Buffalo Bills team that they torched. Last year, especially over the middle of the field with those linebackers. Plus, you know, it's seven and a half. So I can make a case there. But I think it's time, Eric, that we go back to a spread or a total. I just I I feel it in my bones that it's the right thing to do.
1: I think my vote is Niners if we do that.
0: Okay. (sighs) So I like the Niners quite a bit. Um, the other ones that that really stuck out to me were the the Saints um, minus yeah. two in, in Washington. Have we ever
1: made Yamas a lock of the week? Is my question.
0: I, I really do not making
1: it. Yamas one though, right? We're making
0: we're, we're making, making Sean, Payton. Sean
1: Payton against Ron Rivera like an old yeah. you know rivalry.
0: Um, I also I also really like uh, Jets Falcons over forty six. I don't know. If I'm ready to go back to a Falcons game though. You know, Have we I'm, ever,
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not like the last thing I want to do is start my Sunday with watching the Falcons lose 21 3 to the yeah, Jets.
0: That's a really good point. I, I, you know, and I was gonna, I was prepared to come on here, Eric. I was prepared to come on here and talk about the Buffalo Bills getting three and a half points. It's now three. Um, so you're about, about two Chiefs. and a half. What'd you say?
1: You said two and a half, or, or last week was three and a half, and.
0: No, it was so right now I'm seeing three uh-huh. bills plus three on, on Sunday when we talked about it was it was, K, it was uh, minus two and a half. Right. Yeah. And I think we were, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie about the Chiefs that night. Um, like them at two and a half. Don't don't like him at three and a half. Um, so, you know, it's I, I'm, I'm torn there. Um, I'll give you one more because I do I do think the Niners are a really solid one. Um, what about a little teaser action? Do you hate the idea of having a teaser leg on Thursday, and then waiting till Sunday at four oh five to close out the lock of the week?
1: I don't hate it, so we're gonna go Seattle plus the two
0: and a half. Well, no, so it'd be Seattle. It'd be Seattle plus, plus eight, eight and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland plus seven. Plus 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 seven
1: and a half. Okay, I like it. Let's do it.
0: Want to do that one over over the Niners?
1: Well, we could also do. Cause is Buffalo really three? Because it was two and a half. That's a high total, though. Let's let's do Cleveland. I like Cleveland.
0: You like that? You like a little tease? A little tease, yeah. First teaser. We're not. We're not. We're, we might never pick a pick a spread ever again. It's just no. going to be. It's just going to be. Well, weird. at least we we'll have a little
1: bit of a sweat tomorrow night on Seattle. <sighs> That's
0: what I need. Um, That's all I need is a little bit of a sweat. Okay, so lock of the week is a teaser. The right kind of teaser, though. We're doing this for the people, Eric. This is are. to send a message. Okay. This is for all of you. To to tell your friends how to bet teasers. Make yeah, sure don't you let John Stewart tell you how to bet teasers. Let up. There it is, there it is. That is the lock of the week. It is a tease with the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night out to eight and a half. The Cleveland Browns going to Los Angeles out to seven and a half at four o five p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. A lot of awesome stuff on the board. Go check it out um, on pff.com. That's our show. Thank you guys for hanging out. Love y'all. See you on Sunday night live after Bill's Chiefs.